It is Tuesday, September 7th, 2021, and we are live. Thank you for joining us here on Rucksack Radio, the podcast for Patriots. It's hosted by two veterans with one mission and 1,776 reasons. The podcast is always bold, blunt, uncensored, and full of red, white, and blue truth. I'm Tom, and with me, as always, is Phil. Good evening from the bunker, Phil. Good evening from... Apparently burnt Sienna, New Hampshire. <laughs> Jesus fucking, this is gonna bother me the whole fucking show, man. I don't know what the fuck happened with my fucking lighting in here. So, <laughs> for those watching live, um, it's uh, this shit show started about twenty minutes ago. <laughs> it really did. Couldn't you need like. Not losing links and not knowing where to sign in, and a computer not going on, and all kinds of weird shit. And he finally shows up and pops on, like, "Hey, I'm here and I'm yellow." <laughs> oh, technological Phil here <laughs> had to restart his computer three or four fucking times <laughs> yeah, just to find out I needed to use a different link. <laughs> he's up there like Mr. Furley playing with his. <laughs> <laughs> And then I get on, and I look like I'm in a fucking, I look like I'm in a, the whole room is a fucking tanning booth here, for Christ's sakes. Jesus no, Christ, this is terrible. It's an ultraviolet type light. You look, yeah, at least you're tanning, like, in, in the Victorian era. What are you doing? <laughs> I gotta have, yeah, I gotta have. You're laying under the, the kerosene in there. <laughs> I was so proud to get on the show tonight so I could show off my cup, my, my coffee cup, my Tommy Seed coffee cup. Holds one beer perfectly. And now I'm orange, so you guys won't get the full effect of the Tommy no, Seashell coffee cup. Like you're drinking some faggy pumpkin beer then. That's what it's like. No, it's a faggy Coors Light. That's the same thing. No, no, no. Pumpkin beer is taken in the ass faggy. Coors Light is pitcher faggy. Pitcher, not a catcher. Well, no. we got that cleared up anyway. <laughs> so we're starting from, starting from someplace. We've got a baseline for the show. We can't really... It can only get better from there. I'm not ultra gay. (laughs) Oh, boy. Although you can't tell this orange fucking light in my goddamn... Jesus Christ, this fucking thing. (laughs) It's distracting. You know, I never would have even noticed it or thought anything of it until you pointed it out. So It's... It's distracting. Watch. No, so tomorrow for Thursday show, you watch. I'm gonna have this. I'm gonna, it's gonna be brighter than your. <laughs> you have like fucking, fucking spotlights in there. <laughs> coming those, out like one of the Rockettes. Those fucking Hollywood lights that they use at premieres. <laughs> I want it. If you're doing so, I want all production. I want fucking streamers back there. Maybe a little glitter machine. <laughs> Something. Like, glitter machine. Why? I'm drinking Coors Light. <laughs> just run right out of the show like RuPaul. <laughs> All flamboyant. Full drag. <laughs> Fill and drag. That's going to be an episode. <laughs> drag. <laughs> wow. Oof. We're off the rails right from the start here. <laughs> I, didn't even, I didn't even get into anything. It's just, just fucking. I mean, I spent most of the show watching you, anyways. And sometimes I'll scroll over to the chat, but it's it's, it's it takes it's taking my eyes away from. The entire rest of the screens is like, why the fuck is it orange? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> You're in like sepia something. <laughs> like, you know, just, it's vintage. <laughs> hey, so we're gonna we're gonna get uh, 
get serious for a bit here today. Uh, and as always, which is wherever the mood takes us. But I was, I was sitting around the other night, in the middle of the night, as often happens. <laughs> just like light bulbs started going off again, like, you know, like it does. But it kind of, we've got a really solemn day coming up here um, this Saturday, the anniversary of 9-11. And we don't have, we really don't have justice yet. I don't think we have anything close to justice yet. We can get in that. You know, my bunker buster tonight is all On the morning of September 11th, 2001, 19 flea-infested, otherwise illiterate tribespeople from the world's biggest continuous shithole would change America forever. They would change the way we travel, the way we communicate, the way we had taken for granted the safety we believed we lived under. These nomadic goat herders would seek to assault the American way of life, our liberties, our peace, and our values. And they were successful. From the extreme and often absurd screening processes in airports to the NSA and spying on American citizens, these scumbag Islamic terrorists would turn America against itself over the next two decades. And it would have a direct assault on the families of 17,658 Americans killed. That number is the number killed in the World Trade Center and at the Pentagon and in Pennsylvania and all of the military uh, soldiers and private contractors that we lost in combat in Iraq and Afghanistan over the last 20 years. 17,658 Americans have paid in blood uh, for that act, ultimately. And another 56,000 injured. I just sounded like Joe Biden when I said that. Thousand. But Thousand people. Back to the serious end of this. Add to that devastation veteran suicides, of which there have been more than 114,000 suicides by veterans since 2001. That's according to StopVeteranSuicide.org. And among veterans who served during the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan, the suicide rate for those who were undeployed is 48% higher than for veterans who experienced deployment. And that means it's a, almost a 50% higher for uh, veterans that were undeployed at that time, and a lot of that is what goes with the guilt with a lot of veterans. It is a lot of guilt. And if I if I may interject here, I went the in 2019. I went to my first Marine Corps ball, and but before I went to the ball, I went to um, uh, the Marine Corps League of Wisconsin uh, luncheon. had a had a luncheon. Everybody stood up and they they said when they served and where they were and whether or not they they um, saw any action. I was one of like three people that didn't see any action while I was in, and. Um, Everybody that did see action had actually come up to me afterwards and said, you're, you're lucky. Don't feel guilty that yeah. you didn't see any action. Just be, consider yourself lucky that you didn't see anything when you were in. Sorry, Absolutely. I didn't mean to interrupt your bunker buster. No, that's all right. No, it's an important point. Uh, it's it just when you consider that, and then the suicide is the second leading cause of death for post-9-11 veterans accounting for 22.3% of all deaths. So veteran suicides, the suicide uh, rate for veterans is 22% of all deaths. 
for I mean that's insane. In twenty fifteen, which was the most recent year the data was available for this study that I looked at, more than seventy percent of veteran suicides occurred outside of the VA. Uh VA care really. So <clears throat> just meaning that there's there's so many more for the for every you know every two or three veterans you see especially those that are engaged in the in the VA there's 18 or, or 25 that you don't and that are kind of you know in the in the shadows with it you know it it, it affects a lot of people a, a 2016 study presented to the National Institute of, of Health concluded that on average each suicide affects 135 people meaning that <clears throat> when that happens there's 135 directions in which that affects people basically um it's consider that more than 200,000 american uh, veterans di are diagnosed with ptsd and that's by va numbers again most don't even use the va so the number is certainly higher than 200,000 think about the rates of divorce alcoholism drug abuse homelessness and unemployment among veterans and, and, and military families in general excuse me you think about how all the ways some of the intangible ways that don't affect all of us that this has touched our society and the damage it has done uh, the terrorists did exactly what they set out to do and you know but for many, that damage stopped at the events of 9-11. You know, for military families and patriotic communities, the, that damage extended for 20 years to this day. And for many veterans, that damage will never end. Ever. And, and that's why we must continue to fight the devil that is radical Islam. Just as much as we fight the devil that is a corrupt and abusive radical government that has taken advantage of an attack on us to further obstruct and betray our liberties while legislating themselves immune from accountability. Yeah. You're 100% correct. And, you know, they're correct in the chat, too. Men men suffer from depression, but we're, we, we're not allowed to, we're not allowed it's, to, you know. It's so frustrating. And to... the weird thing is, when we were in, did you ever have any issues at all asking somebody for help? Hey, I need help doing this. Hey, I need help. You know, we're, we're close-knit. We're brothers. Yeah. But once you get out, I mean, it wasn't until I got older in my, I would say, mid to late 30s before I actually started encountering other Marines. I mean, that's I was living in Wisconsin for quite a while. You know, you lived right down the street from me for how long? <laughs> it was Quite it a was... while. It was a few years. <laughs> it's great, but yeah, we, we lived, I mean, there was like eight houses between us. <laughs> On both there sides was, of the street. It was, it was like six years ago that we could have been getting drunk, hanging out, saving each other. Can you imagine other. another six years of this? It's psychotic. Oh, oh man. <laughs> I, I but, interrupted your point, but yeah. But yeah, once, 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 I don't know, I don't know about you, but once I was a civilian again, I don't, I don't ask for help. I'm used to being self-reliant, whether that be help getting through a, a tough time or, you know, help 
I, I'm building a fire pit for my dad here in the next yeah. week or two, and I'm not. I'm plan. I'm fully plan on doing it all by myself. Yeah. You know, I've never done it before, but I'll figure it out. I, I could sit. I could sit like on a, a FaceTime and drink beer and watch you <laughs> and talk. And you know, motivate you. Get yeah, about as much help as you would yeah, if you were actually you here. Go on, fucker! <laughs> Faster! Don't take it like that, stupid. That's not level. <laughs> that's exactly how it would go, too. It's got to be level, you dumb fucker. That's, that's exactly how it would go. And in reverse, the same way. And I would expect no less. <laughs> oh, that's exactly what I'd be saying, too. Is that level? Are you sure? <laughs> I don't believe you. Move the camera closer. Put a level on there. Go get the neighbor. I want the neighbor to verify. Fuck, dude. There's no neighbors around here. It's all businesses. Yeah, but, you, you're, you're right. Uh, you don't ask. I mean, you just, you just, and some of it's pride, and a lot of it's pride. But, uh, it's just, I'm so, I don't think a lot of people realize the magnitude in which that attack on us, uh, the, the tangents that the damage went into. And some of them, like I said, are forever. Yeah, I mean, we're not going to get rid of TSA now that we're out of Afghanistan. No. I mean, that's that's a that's a that's an embedded institution now. Yeah, NSA, TSA, all all the three letter acronyms that need to be completely fucking redone, reset. They're all corrupt. But you know, it it's changed so much about us. It, they succeeded, and that's yeah. Because Americans what, got used to it. We adapted to the changes, well, and we got used to it. You're right, but I mean, you're right, exactly right. And but we just it's it's not so much that as it's that's what makes it hurt. I think even more for some of us that it's this is how it's coming to a conclusion. Really, it's because like we we got. We got bitch slapped on the way in and bitch slapped on the way out. Yeah. And I I can't I can't put it any other way than that. You know, it's it's maddening. You know, hey, if, if you're watching this recording on YouTube, please hit the thumbs up button and subscribe. You can support the show by going to the real uh, slash support or just by sharing it with the world on all your platforms. Uh <clears throat> It's this week with you know so we finally have the pre-trial pre-trial hearings are starting up again for KSM Khalid Sheikh Mohammed right I I put that in the oh I gotta look for it I put that in my phone I was I was just like a quick Google trying to search and uh, kaleidoscope Sheikh Mohammed <laughs> that's that's how the phone corrected it I'm gonna call him kaleidoscope from now on. <laughs> Instead of Khalid Sheikh Mohammed, it's Kaleidoscope. Um, uh, Goatfucker's good, too. Yeah. Uh, but so he and four others, the ones basically masterminded this whole deal, are just finding the pretrial stuff. It's 20 years later. Why is it taking 20? Okay, so they were, ca they were captured in... in they knocked the buildings down in 2001. 
and we caught this rodent goat fucking scumbag in, in 2006. Yeah. So we're 15 years later. What? What gives? What happened to the Sixth you, Amendment? You can't tell me that they spent the last 15 years collecting evidence for a hard, yeah. for a hard, you know, closed down case. Right. And here's the fucking deal: he's not entitled. He was not even American. He's not an American citizen. He's not entitled to fucking constitutional rights. No. But we give them away like it's nothing. Like, yeah, oh, that's, I'll get off on a whole other tangent. But what happened to the Sixth Amendment, right? Well, let me read the Sixth Amendment because some of you right now may be thinking, well, what, what the hell does that have to do with anything? Because, uh, you know, in all criminal prosecutions, the accused shall enjoy the right to a speedy, a speedy trial, speedy and public trial, by an impartial jury, blah, blah, blah. Go on, I'm not going to read the whole amendment. That first part is the key. So criminal prosecutions, the accused shall enjoy a right to speedy trial. So one might think at first, well, if the accused isn't throwing a fit, or you know, that doesn't matter. If the accused, you know what I'm saying? That it's, the accused has that right, but if the accused isn't throwing a, a fit about it, and clearly they're not, <laughs> you know, really right now, so keep pushing this out, then... That's where it stops, right? No, but it doesn't because the Crime Victims' Rights Act, um, which came into play, you know, there was a, a Supreme Court case legislated. Let me see. I, I've got it. I had it right here. I had it on my tip of my tongue. Uh, it was uh, Linda versus Richard. Uh, Linda R.S. versus Richard. Now, it was a case that what came out of that was the Supreme Court. Uh, going to the Congress and saying basically that they had to legislate for crime, the rights of crime victims because it was too loose before. There wasn't anything. It was like an individual against the state. There wasn't any any backbone for, for crime victims to stand on, really. So crime victims' rights came into play, and there's eight guaranteed rights in there. I'm not going to read them all, but I want to read two of them that are important, and that's the right to a full, you know, right to full and timely restitution as provided by law, and the right to proceedings free from unreasonable delay. So, as victims, we are all victims of 9/11. And if somebody wants to argue that, why well, it wasn't tangible, you didn't own this, or you didn't know somebody, was, as soon as that plane hit the Pentagon, we're all victims. That's a taxpayer building. So just to look at it from that, just to knock any other argument out of the wall right away, we're all victims that way. We all have vested interest in, 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 in that. As a public, we are all victims in that. Just to, on a technicality, because somebody, well, technically, no, fuck off. We're all victims. And, and so as victims, why don't we have these rights to proceedings free from unreasonable delay? Now, of course, the law doesn't get into defining what's timely or what's unreasonable. It's, it's, it's subjective terminology. Fifteen years is unreasonable. But fifteen years is very unreasonable. And let me tell he you... He sat in jail for three presidents. Could you imagine committing a crime and then every time there's a presidential election, you think he was he was like, oh, no, I'm good with it when... when, um, when uh, Obama was president because he figured, you know, whatever. Then Trump well, comes in and he's like, oh, fuck, I certainly don't want to be tried now. Yeah. But now that Biden's back in, he's just like, eh, whatever. I, in the, 
there's precedent for us to look at. And I'll tell you why this scumbag should have been dead 10 years ago. Because we do have precedent. And that precedent is five years. Timothy McVeigh <clears throat> drove a truck to the front of the federal building in Oklahoma City and, and blew it to pieces. It killed 168 people, including 19 children in a daycare, you know, and injured another 684 others. It, that, that, that happened in April of 1995. Okay? In August of 1995, he was indicted. On, in June of 1997, he was found guilty. The same month, he received the death penalty, which was carried out in, in June of, of 2001. So five years, six years, five and a half years. Same, same crime, not, not on, on that large of a scale, but by no means a small scale. Five years. Five years from the time of the act to the time the needle went into him. Yeah, the glaring difference is American citizen versus non-American citizen. You know what I'm saying? McVeigh was an American yeah. citizen. KSM, well, you're, 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 Kaleidoscope, Sheikh Mohammed is not a, an American citizen. So You're right. So it really should be even easier. It, it should and be. And faster. But that's... That's the light bulb that went off the other day. I, I went to bed and I was watching something about this this scumbag's trial. It started again. And I woke up in the middle of the night. And I'm like, oh, fuck, McVeigh like, was dead within five years of committing this act. What, what gives? And so then I had a, it's like five and a half years. But there's a prime example. From the, from the, from the moment he parked that truck to the moment that needle went in his arm was... was Okay, it was six years. I'm sorry, six years and two months. Not even two months. It was 94 six years. when it happened, wasn't it? Because I believe hmm? that happened. It was 94 yeah, when it yeah, happened, wasn't April it? April 19th, uh, 1995. I thought that happened when I was in Okinawa. Uh, unless I have my date I'm on not. it, but I don't think so. Correct me, folks. Stupid. Okay, in worst case, it was seven years, but I think this is six years. But even so, still, fifteen years is much longer than that. That's. It should not. It was two years for McVeigh. Two years from the from the moment he was, you know, he committed that, and remember, he was on the run for a while. Uh, it was two years from the time. That he committed that to the time that he was indicted, and within four years, he was found guilty. So there's no reason. Fifteen years, this guy should have been dead ten years ago. Oh, easily. Somebody in, uh, somebody in, um, in the jail in Guantanamo should have taken care of that. But um, okay, so where um, where um, where I was going with the American and, and citizen he's an enemy combatant. I mean, as an enemy combatant, there, there's no rights. They're not. They're, they don't have any rights as enemy combatants. It's gone. That's all out the window. 
But anyway, when was he con- when was he considered an enemy combatant when he committed the act or? I think from after from the, from the, the moment from the from the moment he he plotted. Well, he, can, he definitely considers himself an, an enemy of the state, for sure. But I'm just enemy. curious how things work on the world court versus... Well, he's, not in, he's not in a world court, though. But No, but he also doesn't... He also doesn't the Sixth Amendment doesn't pertain to him. Because he's That's what I'm saying. Citizen. It doesn't protect... Uh, I, I, yeah, I, I'm to say we, though, I, I brought the Sixth Amendment into that to, from the victim's side. Because right. the amendment itself talks only about uh the the accused we as americans should have gotten a a speedy trial out of this but exactly that was that's the point i was rolling into with the whole crime rights act piece i talked about (laughs) (laughs) dude i'm fucking orange tonight i don't know what the fuck (laughs) actually you know what it looks like it looks like the inside of my cup of beer my room looks like it's in a cup of beer. <laughs> <laughs> I just need some head. I mean, at the top of the, the picture, not like some head. <laughs> Jesus. Oh. But, so, why... These are the kind of arguments, these are the kind of things that we have to talk about. I keep wondering why this kind of stuff why these examples aren't all over the media? Uh, well, we know, you know why it's not all over the media. We know we know why it's it's shows like this that are covering it and not the mainstream well, media. Yeah, but the mainstream well, yeah, media, but you would man. still think even you would still think somebody at OANN or, or, or Newsmax or Fox or something that would they would like bring this glaring fucking <laughs> example to light. And they don't. But I don't get it. Maybe sometimes I feel like I'm. And bear with me because the edibles are like. And so you're gonna get a lot of creativity out of me tonight, if you will. Get into the mic. Works for Rogan. <laughs> what kind of crazy bastard are you? <laughs> but now I lost my total train of thought too. What are we talking about? Damn it. <laughs> I had a I, don't really, know, I was ready to go on a Rogan tangent. He got the he got the Rona. I had a really deep thought there. It's fucking gone now. Oh, hey, when that happens, son of a bitch. Seriously, what was the last thing I said? I need, I need a producer so I can somebody in my ear to tell me. Oh, <laughs> Whisper in your ear. Yeah. <sighs> producer, having a producer would be nice. Oh, the the McVeigh and these shows. Okay, so. I would say sometimes I feel like I'm in my own little time machine or something. And like, I'm watching Levin last week when he had Hegseth on. It was great. I I love watching Levin. He's a smart guy. He's very passionate. I think he's becoming too Hannity, if you will, and which is weird because Hannity's got a fucking man crush on Levin, like you wouldn't believe. But oh, he has for years. It's terrible. I can't. I, that's a whole other conversation. But anyway, Levin had a good show, but he kept talking about you know his, his book and everything, and he's like, you know, he's telling people it's finally everybody's been mad, and it's it's finally starting to you got to do things. And I love you know, I, I give you a path of things to do. And I'm like, fuck, where were you a year ago, dude? Where was your voice a year ago? 
when I was fucking saying the same thing, me with like 30 fucking people listening to my podcast at the time. And I'm, I, it, so I, I'm not, uh, yeah, I'm blowing my own horn here a little bit, but fuck, <laughs> these are obvious things. I'm fucking old. My brain doesn't work. You know, I, I it, and I can see these things. I can take these pieces of history that are right there, these little nuggets that aren't that long ago. They go, wow, this looks just like this. So why, what's different? Why, you maybe, know? Maybe, maybe Levin's got a secret spy listening to your show, and that's when he decided to bring it up. A spy. He's got a spy. <coughs> I'll do that to me. <laughs> <laughs> taking full advantage of the edibles <laughs> it just you know but it goes to show and, and if somebody thinks i'm an asshole or whatever fine okay thank you <laughs> but it's yeah we got to get the word out and i'm not saying that selfishly i hope and i think most people that know me um especially paid in the show it's not who i am and it's i'm not i don't want old props I want the message to be out there. I want that tool to be out there. I don't want it to be about me. I want it to be about the information. Which is why I spend so much time when I share things to make sure that I've done my research and that I've re-researched it and I've cross-referenced it and I've taken it apart in eight different ways myself critically to try to find holes in it what questions would I ask of this if somebody was saying this to me? I, I spent so much time trying to provide good information that I know I'm not just trying to throw bullshit out there and sound like everybody else that's pissed off. But we keep having to see the same redundant chuckleheads on TV and gold badges or whatever else you want to call them that all funnel into the same fucking narrative all the time. It's no different than any other kind of media. Or, or, or I just, I don't know. That's why I liked your show, though, before it was, you know, asked to be on it. And it was, that's why it was, it was an honor when you asked me to be on your show, if I'm being perfectly honest here, because you do research all of your, I mean, you do look at things extremely critically like that. So, yeah, it's an honor to be a part of the show. Thank you. Well, you, you know, you have to be, and that's what, you know, not everybody can be. And some of it, there's just, not everybody's wired that way, and that's okay. But you can ask basic questions of, of things you're reading and things you're seeing, or you, you just... It's, it's easy enough to do. If people want to be smarter, they can be. And it's it's so... It's effective. And I'll go back to what I've talked about so many times on the show because I'm proud of it. And that's the success of, of flipping the school board over. That started with a lot of research. It started with a focused plan and, and following through with that. And then... Connecting with other people that felt the same way that could add their own value to that process that had 
you know, different resources and I wanted to take different pieces of it. And, and it grew into something that was successful. And now, you know, months, a year, months after we did that, you're starting to see that happen all over. The, and the news has now been catching it. And I'm like, damn, why couldn't you, been, you know, catching this last year? We lost months. A year, yeah. It's, it's so wild. It's just like, why? I feel like I can't be the only one on the fucking planet whose mind works like this. <laughs> no, I don't think you're the only one whose mind works like that. Um, you're the only one that I have known with a podcast whose mind works like that. <laughs> I mean... I'm cursed with without a without a producer. I mean, you're 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 doing all this research yourself. You don't have somebody else going, "Hey, this will be a good show topic," and then and then boom, it's yeah. you know, this is what you should think about it. And it's like, but you do your own research. You come up with your own show topics. You do all of this yourself. So yeah, your mind does work in a different way. There's a passion for it, which is why I you know want to grow it do good with it but it's it's just wanting to get that message out but it's even if I had a producer and things like that I would still re <laughs> I would still end up re-researching it all myself anyway because it's just I feel like if I'm putting something out there I don't want to just be another fucking woodpecker you know in the tree with it I wanted I want to know that what I'm saying is something that I've put my effort into saying yes i stamped this you know it's it's what i think it's what it is maybe i i, I might not like it you may not like what i'm saying but i'm giving you what it is and i and i can say that i feel like i do that objectively because i, I do it with both sides i just uh, i just hate disinformation and you can smell it though now, right? When you're, I mean, you've been you've been working on this and in, in in this area a lot longer than I have, and I can smell it already. When it's when I'm just watching the news with my with my dad, it's like oh, this is just bullshit. It's just bullshit. Why are they telling this to people? They're flat out lying to people. It's and. and yeah, it's it's power, it's money, it's all those things when you know the wise, but it so then you people have to adapt and become smarter than that. They've got to be able to see that. And that's what gets me is why man. Oh, they don't. They don't. They they take the news. So they... many fucking sheep on both yeah. sides. Yeah, yeah. And if you don't agree, if you don't go with the herd, man, you're 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 the other guy. You're you're the oh, bad yeah, guy. Yeah, I know. I've it's funny about that is I got <laughs> I got trolled harder and blocked by more conservatives on parlor than liberals <laughs> did to me on Twitter. The, the the conservatives who get their their undies in a bunch are worse than the liberals that do. I'm serious. And and I say that as a very proud conservative who sometimes gets really pissy when his undies are in a bunch. But I, it's, they're worse. The conservative 
pants pissers are worse than the little lefty Antifa fucking pants pissers. <laughs> They're like the little Shih Tzu pants pissers or whatever, you know? Servant pants pissers are like some big old angry St. Bernard, <laughs> you know? <coughs> fucking Gibbs coming after you with some, yeah. some long white teeth. <laughs> it just doesn't, yeah. <laughs> fucking, oh! I don't know how I got off in its information tangent from where we were, but Rucksack Radio is brought to you by Truth Verified. For those who consider themselves a source of truth and who fight daily against the prolific disinformation campaign propagated by social and traditional media sources, Truth Verified is a brand that's bound by nothing but intellectual honesty. Thank you for supporting Rucksack Radio through the purchase of Truth Verified merchandise at therealtommyseed.com slash merchandise. The truth is strong and the power is local. Local, local. Anyway, we were talking about local. That's part of it. I'm trying to work backwards here. What's going on? You know. So, it, as we're talking about the show a little bit, um, because I've changed up some graphics a little bit uh, with the video as we've done the show here. Um, people may notice there's kind of like a yellow and red little theme there, and if you look at uh, Phil's yellow and red and orange beer colored fucking <laughs> <There>. camera <laughs> it's like it's like a yankee candle over there still don't <laughs> <So>, have <laughs> it's a light but, beer too it's not even a good fucking beer <laughs> so, jesus uh, i lost my train of thought again <laughs> <laughs> You're talking about the show and the themes. Oh yeah, okay, that's right. Thanks. <laughs> so changing things up. So yeah, if there's benefits to either way, if you're people that are watching live, um, they get to engage in real time with us in the chat, and I love that. I really appreciate all of you that do so consistently. Yes, we uh, love you guys. And on the uh, video side, there's some graphics and things in there that get flashy you know at times so you get you get different visual effects uh, on watching the recording uh, so it's uh, <clears throat> but adding some new stuff in there with tonight's show hopefully if it goes alright I was experimenting earlier and it went flawlessly <coughs> but uh, that's why I was having technical dis- issues getting on alright I see I see the, because you were busy fucking around with the show no not anything on, on riverside here it's on my local you're, program you are fucking me up tom no it's all for the show uh, you'd know it i'd tell you if i was <laughs> was me finally, finally get on and tom's like ha ah, fucker i got you yeah. <laughs> look at you now you're orange <laughs> son of a bitch tom <laughs> Uh, uh, but we got, uh, you know, we've got a, a powerful voice out there. I think there's, uh, and when I say voice, I mean, collectively, we have a message that is backed by intelligence. It's backed by passion. It, it's backed by fact. It's backed by resources. It's backed by patriotism. It's it, we have this voice, 
that's strong. And in that, we've shed some of the Q-Bert garbage, you know, that, that doesn't want to wake up yet. And some have trickled back and, and start to find their way back in, and that's great. I hope more do. I hope more realize that that little Scooby-Doo, Star Trek bullshit, <laughs> choose-your-own-adventure that they're writing every day is not reality. But, you know, we've got a strong core center, and, and we have to collectively be doing more with that. So, a lot of that is in, like, the example that I brought today. It's it's just trying to find, tie history. History repeats itself, right? <laughs> Especially, I mean, you're doomed to repeat it if, if you don't learn from it. But we have to find ways to bring these examples to the forefront and, and stay in our legislators' faces, stay I, right to, yeah, write, I mean, who writes anymore? But, I mean, send emails with examples to news hosts, anything. I mean, just, we can control the media the same way the left does. We just have not been passionate and aggressive enough in trying to do this. And it's kind of like thinking back in the last couple of years where you finally started people getting, seeing people get riled up with the Trump rallies. And it was all coming together. And there was this movement. People could see it and they could feel it. So it's not just a bunch of rhetoric and talk. And But for so long, we didn't have that. It doesn't have to be about Trump. It never was about Trump. It was about Trump allowing us to be the government, allowing us that patriotism, that movement, that desire to move forward. It will always be us. We may need to, we're going to have to find another vessel because there won't always be Trump around. But we find another vessel. Like, look how, look at the fucking vessel that the liberals found. I mean, fucking Joe Biden. <laughs> That's a vessel that like fell off the fucking back of a garbage truck that it's was a fossil, two and not a fucking 95 miles an hour <laughs> out of Philadelphia or something. Just fucking Detroit. It was just it's a body that fell out of the autopsy van or whatever the fuck that story <laughs> yes, was about. It was. It was. <laughs> hey, let's make him president. <laughs> and they did. <laughs> fuck. Weekend at Bernie's motherfucker in chief. You're not uh, wrong. God. That's, we've got a lot of work to do. We've got a long ways to go. Uh, and, and, and it's we go when when these idiots are as bad as they are right now, and we don't swing at that fucking pinata that's just hanging there and we got no blindfold on. <coughs> this this homicidal disaster in Afghanistan, and that's what it is, a homicidal disaster. Uh, even the right 
so many on the right are calling it, still calling it like this debacle, the Afghanistan debacle. No, it was a homicidal disaster. It really it was. was an act, a negligent homicide. Is what the commander in chief should be brought up on charges of. Thirteen counts of it, and another forty counts of attempted. A dereliction of duty. I mean, he basically abandoned American people. Not basically, he did. He abandoned American people because he promised the Taliban that he would be out by a certain time. He would stop, stop moving American citizens by a certain time, and and he did. He didn't sit there and go, "Well, we got we got more people to go. Just give us another, you know, day or two or whatever to get what? What did you say it was? Sixteen thousand more Americans." Yeah. Over there, I think is what you yeah. said, something like that. Yeah. I mean, come it's, on. It, I, yeah, and where I was going with this is that you know the Afghanistan piece has to stay in the news. It has to stay on on top of everything constantly. And it better, because most of us, many of us, are still livid, pissed off about Benghazi, and this was Benghazi times fucking ten. Yeah. Uh, it, you know and. So that passion needs to be at the front. Is the, the administration so badly is trying to shift the narrative on his fucking his stupid climate running around today and the fucking sky's falling and it's it's too late now. We 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 gotta act, we gotta do something. Like, fuck off. You fucking old queef. Uh, well, <laughs> queef in chief. That's <laughs> <laughs> That, uh, yeah, that's <laughs> good for you. <laughs> no, really. It's... <laughs> oh, it's, it's too much now. Okay. Stop. <laughs> oh. <laughs> And I lost my train of thought. I actually had a point, too. Was, <laughs> and I'm not even on edibles. Was Joe Biden a, a vessel still in, in this room? I don't remember. <laughs> God damn it. I forgot what I was going to say. I had a point, too. Oh, must not have been a good one. <laughs> it's got to just stay in there. It's got to be in the front of everything. This has been It's been so horrible. It's We can't let the news... Kind of deflect us. They want to deflect us. Oh, I was talking about his climate change, Biden's climate change stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. It was, so my point was <laughs> somehow that's how was... we got to the the queef in chief. That's good. <laughs> it's fitting though. Is if you're climate change, if he's like militant about this, I think Just it's call. perfect. He's the he, he's the queef in chief when it when it comes to the the uh, for the climate. No longer he has lost the commander in chief title. <laughs> He has fucking lost that. Fucking forever. Burned it to the ground. For good, that cock. So, no more Commander-in-Chief. He is now the Queef-in-Chief. I pronounce it today. That's it. Is... Put it on a mug. I'll buy it. <laughs> he is now the Queef-in-Chief. Now, you got to wonder... How many of these people that change direction with their narrative as quickly as they do? You got to wonder how many of them actually have ADHD. You know what I mean? 
Because how in the fuck are you going to go, oh, it's been two weeks, so I guess we don't need to worry about Afghanistan anymore. What about the climate change? Climate change has been going on for a long time. These like, these people left in Afghanistan are still there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're going to shift everything they can because they don't want to... Uh, they know it fucked them really hard. <laughs> Behind the scenes, there's... Ilhan's probably got some cousins right now fucking planning some shit. <laughs> I don't fucking... Probably sending her videos. Uh, Encrypted videos, of course, but videos of what they're doing. I mean, doing. that's... The, he has fucking... He has fucked them so bad. And the more he, he continues to step on his dick with this, the worse it gets. Oh. Hey, good. But that's why we have to keep hammering this. I'm not going to stop. It's not going <laughs> to... This is not something that goes away from me. This is fucking... This is now a piece of me. For a lot of reasons. It's a significant piece of me. So, <laughs> fucking... This is going to... Some people, they're going to think it's swamping off of me. Others are going to see it's radiating off of me. Whatever. I don't care. But it's... it's I, I. This is not dying. And there is so much information to dig about it yet. I have, I haven't put more on my website in the last couple of days, but I'll add some stuff on there this week. I've just more and more links that I am uh, finding of, of information about Afghanistan and the things that the administration knew and when they knew them and the, and the ways they've cut programs and, and the ways they've not accounted for equipment and the <laughs> and then the ways they say they, they don't know but it's in black and white what they do know oh, every one of them every fucking one of them it's an it's absolute just, fucking joke it's disgusting and so it's my mission and it should all start with command that's where it should start who put who in charge of supply and, and why wasn't, why, you know, if there was an accurate recording of the equipment that was over there, why not? Yeah. Well, that, that web is going to grow so many. I've only gotten maybe <clears throat> through three of 140 tabs. <laughs> wow. And each tab has 30 or 40 files on it uh, of things. And going back, I've just randomly hit some here and there. Yeah, you won't believe how many stories there are of um, people court, being charged, military members and private contractors, with theft and fraud and all kinds of shit over there. I, it's just, I had to stop reading through some of it because I was like, holy fuck, it's $100,000 here, it's $900,000 there, it's a million two there, it's $57,000 here. There's, It's just, these fires just rife. With all the fraud from what was spent but never received or however you want to look at it over there. It, it's That's a whole other angle of this that I haven't really dug into. I've been talking about the equipment and stuff, but it's... That alone sounds like the movie War Dogs. Did you see that movie? Which movie? War Dogs? Uh, I don't think I did. I forget the two guys that are in it, but they, they, they came up with this... 
scam to make money where they were buying and selling arms online to different governments. Now they went through the proper channels and had all their, all their licenses and registrations and all that stuff. But they ended up with this huge deal that they couldn't deliver on. And it's, well, that's That's the whole point of the, the movie, but it sounds like, you know, these, these, uh, not what enough I'm amazed. attention was paid to it. Yeah. What I'm amazed is that, that this office, this uh, the special inspector general for Afghanistan reconstruction, that that office has survived this long <laughs> with with the treasure trove of documents that's in there. That's why I'm telling people, go to this website, just start pulling files. If you if you're computer savvy or you know somebody that is, they can go to a website and pull files. That's one to have them just pull. It needs to be backed up somewhere because it's going to be gone someday. But it's amazing. I can just. I wanted to make a project to go through there just to see how many uh, cases there were of fraud. Not even to get into the details because I think it, would, it might take me fucking weeks just to come up and see the number of cases there were. It, it's it's mind blowing how much went wrong. It's mind blowing how little we were told. It's mind blowing how almost not at all the media cared. And yeah, they didn't kept, give a shit. And we just kept electing the same people in on both sides. Yeah, no, it's been a, it's been what uh I don't I don't think I've heard anything on Afghanistan in the news for quite a few days now actually. I just want to put this out there right now. Uh <clears throat> You know, I I, <laughs> I was just I was made a joke that one of those jokes where you go, well, maybe you shouldn't say that because you never know what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> For the record, I don't have any information that would lead to the rest of Hillary Clinton. <laughs> okay, I, I don't. <laughs> so it's just, <laughs> In the future, we are going to go on record right now and say uh, Tommy C. did not Jeffrey Epstein himself. Yeah. <laughs> he was. I worry esteemed. though. I worry because I'm just a fucking beefy, fucking nobody idiot, and and fuck with, you know, Mogadishu, Wisconsin, and so, well, like, any who's gonna know when fucking this guy was gone? Whoop! I don't know what happened to him. Famous, really po- famous podcaster Tommy C was found hanging in his closet this morning, <laughs> naked with his hand around his crank. <laughs> I sometimes like, like I know I'm not, not but there's some little round-headed motherfucker at the NSA watching this show every couple times a week, just fucking all riled up. He's got his little fucking SpongeBob pillow and his cotton candy. They create some kind slimy. of. Porn search history that they'd think you'd be interested in. Be like, Brian why was he looking, looking at little motherfucker? <laughs> midget clowns with pancake batter and peanuts. What was he doing? <laughs> oh shit! I, I wasn't gonna bring it up. You sent me that link. <laughs> no, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> I got all Tommy interested in looking things up later. <laughs> oh, all right, I mean, so uh, you you do not have you do yeah. not have in, uh, information leading to the arrest of Hillary Clinton. That's yeah. where you were. 
But it's, yeah, I don't. But I feel like sometimes I'm just screaming information out there and I'm not seeing any. Why is nobody, I have not seen anybody in the news cover anything from these, these cigar reports. We got to wait a, a year like you did with the um, the stuff you were covering a year ago. It's just a gold fucking mine. If they want to pile on Biden, they can pile on Biden. If the left wanted to go pile back on Bush, I mean, they could find, try to find something for Trump. They would. They would find something. But they found it quick. They could pile on Trump. anybody. So it's like it's it's a, just a it's a gold mine. It's, it's yeah. an untapped gold mine of information for both sides. And I'm fine with that. Let both sides eat it all up, and, and because everybody needs to get that information. That's the whole point of it. They need to be aware. I'll get fucking played. And, oh, man, it just makes me angry. So, uh, yeah, and then they get the Brian Stelter fucking NSA guy looking at me. So whatever. <laughs> Creating a search history for you. <laughs> Fuck, I'm telling you. Just. And we'll be live again this two Thursday evening. This two Thursdays. We'll be live again this Thursday evening, September 9th. It's 7 p.m. Central uh, right here on Riverside FM uh, FM again. I hope you'll uh, join us for another live episode of Rucksack Radio with uh, these two veterans who have one mission and 1,776 reasons. <clears throat> Probably just as much profanity, too, right? Well, <laughs> I mean, we I know for a fact we both graduated boot camp with the use of the word fuck as every way you can possibly use it. I mean, Give us a boot camp story, Phil. I say, okay. Oh, geez, right on the spot, huh? Um, we had uh, <laughs> this, this one fucking no guy. more turd stories. Okay, no, that's, no, no, no. no. I didn't do a lot anymore. Oh, I can tell you one of the hardest things I had to do in boot camp. I got we were in uh, BWT, and we we're walking to the chow truck, and um, I was talking with this one guy that I actually left from Meps with. We were talking on our way back. And General Instructor Sergeant DeBose caught us talking. He was the heavy. This is the one that I knocked on his ass in the butts. He's like, hey, get the fuck over here now. You guys are talking. Talking while you're walking. So we had to do what he called, um, he asked if we were Van Halen fans. Like, no, I never I never really kind of got into Van Halen. But do you know what uh, I can't drive 55 is? And like, we're like, no. <laughs> well, you're going to learn now. We had to do uh, just this is just for talking while we were walking. We had to do one uh, push-up, one sit-up, and one pull-up. And then two, then three, all the way up to ten, then back down to one. We got done with that. And he goes, I know you guys know what Jeopardy is, right? We're fucking dead after doing this. <laughs> yeah, we know what Jeopardy is. All right, do one last pull-up and hum the Jeopardy tune to me. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? So you got two of us just hanging over the fucking pull-up bar. Da, 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 da. <laughs> and he just started fucking giggling. The way they are able to humiliate you. <laughs> you know, it's... It, that was rough, Just enjoy though. it. <laughs> yeah. Oh. That was rough. And, uh... Second phase for us. We we're at uh, Edson Range, and uh, so I think it's probably 
was it? No, this was back up. It was uh, towards the end of first phase, and there was a group of us that had to go with some get some kind of uh, some kind of checkup or whatever at uh, the hospital, and so we're there, and, and uh, we get done, and the corpsman or whatever his, his hand it says like those little dum dums, and off we go. Do you want a lolly? You were a good boy. Do you want a lolly? <laughs> so, <laughs> me and a couple other guys, we chew a dumb dumbs, throw a stick away, wrap her away, make sure we got no evidence of that, right? And uh, we get back, and it was the day we were going. We were, were going up. I know what happened at NCRD in San Diego, but I know that we got thrashed. We are up at uh, Edson. So the point being, <laughs> at, a, at a later point, <laughs> like maybe a day later, two days later, uh, we're at mail call, call at night, all sitting there. So Joel Strecker comes out. He's like, before we give anybody their mail, say, where are my dum-dums? <laughs> oh, my dude, instantly, instantly heart dropped. I'm like, oh, fuck, no. Oh, Corbin set us up, <laughs> right? So <laughs> we're just sitting around. He's like, where are my dum-dums? He's yelling. You know, because none of us just said that. I don't think it clicked. I mean, it, it did, but I was in shock for that moment. <laughs> it gets better. So... <clears throat> Me and the other two guys, we figured out, stand up, snap to attention. I say figured out, you'd think like we're sitting there for a minute or so. No, it, we figured it We figured out in about three seconds, but it felt like ten minutes. <coughs> um, so we snap to attention. This is like, dum-dums. You like lollipops, dum-dums? Sir, no, sir. Just fucking... And, He's like, you look like the lollipop kids. Dance with the lollipop kids. I was already dancing. But so we're singing, we are the lollipop Well, yeah, because you were dancing Saturday Night Live. And... Yep. So we're sitting there getting three. Everybody else getting sweat. And we're singing the lollipop kids. I could, oh, man, I tell you. I, 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 I did some stupid things, and I paid a price for them. You know, I danced and got a sucker. <laughs> wow, it's fucking horrible. You're going to hell. <laughs> and I did, in a way. I went to hell for it. <laughs> Holy shit. There's a whole other ring. whole other level of hell. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. It's so funny looking back. <laughs> you know, it's just the torment. You look back oh. on some of that shit and you're like, what in the fuck was i thinking or what was he thinking <laughs> i think there was a point <clears throat> when i was younger when i first got out that i'd look back and i'd think like what was the fucking point of that <laughs> you know like <laughs> looking at memory like there was what did i get out of that at all but now i'm older and i look back at it i've got a little more life behind it going yeah i see, I why see that I see. I see that. That's something I'd say. I can, you know, I, I can, I can see where that lesson, that lesson applied. You know, most of them fall into the gives no fucks bucket. <laughs> really, like oh, just add another on this do. one. 
Let's put did, another uh, plate on. <laughs> did you ever have somebody you didn't like in boot camp? Like a guy in your platoon? That oh, you didn't yeah. Like oh, all? yeah. Little fucking scribe. Levano. Did you ever? I can tell you his fucking. I can still see his face. Oh. <laughs> oh, little motherfucker. Did you ever get? Yeah, I, did you ever get even with him at like? Um, oh yeah. Hand-to-hand oh, yeah. combat or pugil sticks? Oh, pugil sticks. Nice. Right upside his fucking jaw. Nice. <laughs> fucking went airborne. <laughs> fucking go. Whoa. But, yeah. Mine was um, Caravello, and um, he didn't. That's our a theme. Are we racist? <laughs> <laughs> No, our personalities just didn't, we didn't, we didn't mesh, right? He was a fucking asshole and I was, well, me. <laughs> but uh, I think it was like day three, he couldn't get the, he couldn't get um, the concept of calling himself this recruit. He kept selling, saying I. So they made him stand in front of a fucking mirror, in front of a mirror. And he would point to himself and go, I'm not crazy. And then point at the mirror and go, you are. They made him do that. I'm not crazy. You are in front of a fucking mirror for like 15 minutes. I thought it was fucking hilarious. And he didn't like that. I thought it was hilarious. So all like we were kind of rivals all through boot camp. But we get together for the um, the boxing, the hand to hand combat, the boxing part of it. Remember those tiny rings that they put us in where you put your gloves up and you're basically touching each other. Well, I had a little bit of boxing experience before going to the Marine Corps, I learned a couple of combinations and learned know how to throw punches and all that kind of stuff. So, and all they taught you was the one, two, the jab, right cross. Right. So, <laughs> so they blow the whistle. I get him with a, I, and I'm quicker than uh, most people anticipate, I guess, because he wasn't ready for it. I got him with a flush one, two, then I caught him with a left hook and a right uppercut and knocked his ass the fuck out. And I mean, the fucking guy went to sleep. My drill instructor's beside him. He's fucking hopping up. Yeah, yeah. The other drill instructor's like, get the fuck out of that ring and push. We didn't teach you that shit. <laughs> but I got the satisfaction of knocking that motherfucker out. Good for you. Good for you. Fuck Caravello. If you're listening, Caravello, fuck you. Still. Yeah. 30 I years later. Levano, his little fucking... His hombre, his, his Lovano, too. <laughs> I fucking, that guy, he is a scribe, right? So what was one of his big things? He fucking set the fire watch schedule. You know how many times I had double, and it wasn't even like back, wasn't like I had it from 11 to 12 and 12 to 1. You know, I'd have to, like, 11 to 12 and then 1 to, you know, or 3 to 4 or something. And it was fucking no good, and he knew it. And I, I fucking, there were times, there were times he and I had to have intimate words in, in the shower with twenty-seven <laughs> or thirty other guys at the same time. But like, I was like, motherfucker, I'm coming for you. <laughs> One day, I am coming. For you. Wait, you said this to him in the shower? <laughs> I, I yes, I fucking did. I am coming for you. <laughs> I don't care if it's your grandkids. <laughs> I'm fucking. <laughs> and then we had pugil sticks, and they threw the guy. I, drill instructors had to know. They had to. They had to understand this too. Um, the dynamic was not there, and we were about the same size. I and mean, when I was when I went to boot camp, I was 128 pounds, I think. I was a. I was fucking a rail. There was nothing to me. You know, 5'11", 128 pounds. I mean, fucking, there was nothing there. I was a wafer, but. Um, 
it, Lionel was like the same build, but maybe a little bit shorter. He might have been just a little bit stockier, but we matched up physically, same size ish, and uh, yeah, man, he had that stick and he he came right at me and it, it felt felt like I was some kind of ninja. <laughs> something for, just for like a split second. I was like, whap, whap, bap. Oh, fucking anyway. The mic went, see? Fucking, I'm reliving it. Flashback. Fire it all. It's coming. <laughs> Shit. Fuck me. <laughs> it's, but it was fun, though, just to watch him fucking fall out of his shoes and lay That's on the, the ground best. and fucking pee a little bit himself. <laughs> Right, fucker. That is the best. Try that shit again. Let me see you in a fleet, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Butt stroke with the fucking M16 this time. No <laughs> giant Q-tip. You know what's funny about that though? It, it, you get it. You got to. Lavano and I were out in a bar somewhere, and somebody fucked with one or the other of us. We both like fucking brothers. Oh, know? for sure. Instantly, you find you. The, the fucking people you hate, you trust with your life more than anybody else. You know, it's 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 a weird dynamic that people can't understand if they're not there. I mean, you get two yeah. Marines will fight all fucking day, like not like each other at all, and, and fight, and everybody lets it happen for a while. You, you, that's the thing in the Marine Corps. Nobody's getting in the middle, like, oh, my God, stop. Call the EMPs. <laughs> no. No, it's no. like, all right, these fuckers, let them tire out. <laughs> One of them's going to tire out sooner or later. <laughs> you either fucking... let you either let him fight or it becomes a fucking brawl. Yeah, and then it's exactly. every man for himself. So it's like it's like the playground. It's like the grade school playground <laughs> only, with all fucking roped up on fucking you know marine skills now. <laughs> so we're like, like yeah, we're like children that just know how to kill people and enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, where was I going with this? <laughs> Lost track again. Here's an example of, of Marines are never alone. Um, oh, the, I went with the, the family. Uh, yeah, I went with the family a few years ago to um, Mall of America, and um, my buddy that I went with, he was Army uh, grunt. I was always, you know, so we're always talking shit back and forth to each other, and we're walking across the the skywalk to get over to the mall from the parking garage, and. It was us walking and then a group of guys walking the opposite direction. And this motherfucker has the nerve to go, you know, just because you're a Marine, it doesn't mean I can't kick your ass. And the guys that were walking the opposite direction, they turn around and go, who's a Marine? And I'm like, I am. And they they looked at this fucking Army guy and they're like, he's not alone. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, see, we're never alone, motherfucker. It's never going to be just me. I, it's so funny. It's, it's true. I, you know, it was, I had something similar at, well, it's similar. Your, your pumpkin light is going wacko, though. There. What's going it's on? It's got more it? orange. <laughs> it's beer. Anyway. It's a, it's a beer light. I need it's head. Beer filter. I'm telling you. He's got I need the beer filter going. Can you Wait, get some bunny here. ears, too, with your beer filter there? I have some for Skipper. I got to find him. No, I was, uh, this was, I was at a pub that was, uh, down in the, uh, uh, not, uh, Caledonia, just south of there. Uh, I forget it. It's 
It's on the Racine area. <coughs> Win point, maybe. It was. At a pub, shooting pool, and I had just pulled in there. I was going somewhere else. I had some time to kill. I stopped in there. It was like a cool little place. And uh, so I put my quarters up, play the next game. I beat the guy, and then I beat him again. I, I was really good at pool. I, I shot in pool leagues for years. Uh, and so I knew the game. And I also knew they were trying to hustle me. Because I had done that myself a few times. So I was like. <laughs> Recognize it. Right. I, I picked that. I learned that little trade in the Marine Corps, honestly. But <laughs> I. Uh, so I, I picked up on it. So I flipped it right back on him. And I was. I was. I had money. I was putting money against these guys. And they finally get pissed off. And the guy didn't want to pay up. And I was like. I, I just said. I think I said something to the effect of. I didn't think any little bitches. Would have the stones to pay up anyway. I was playing for fun. It's something along the lines. Something that made them feel diminutive at that point. And that was the point I was going to make. Because now I was pissed off because that was out this fucking money that should have been mine. But anyway, it was one of these cat and mouse situations. Like I've described in the past. I knew there's no way if both of these motherfuckers want to start whatever. I, I, I'm, no, I'm not entering into this, this mind game with them without knowing... That if it becomes physical, it's going to be a fucking head smasher for him. So I'm just, uh, I'm toying with it. I'm like, all right. And one guy got loud. I'm like, I just, I went up to the bar to grab my beer. Take a sip, a drink. I was thirsty from fucking acting like all mouth games with these guys. But, um, there was an old guy sitting there. And, uh, he looks at me and he, and he, uh, he's like chosen reservoir. He's like. You need any help? <laughs> I, was like, I was like, "Fuck! This is a real legend sitting here." You know, like, and I'm like, uh, "Yeah, nah, I got this. You're right." He's like, nah, "I'll keep an eye on you." <laughs> and then nothing materialized out of that. But you know what? I was thinking the same thing. Here's this guy that was a marine in the fifties. You know, in, in Korea, and at the time. I, he was probably 60 at the time, maybe. Oof. Uh, so, and I'm like, you know what? I'm not that far away from that. <laughs> you know, I'm going to be 49 in January. So, I mean, 10 years, I'm not going to lose any steps. I will lose a few steps. But I'm not, I'm going to lose parts of my body ain't going to work. My mind is probably going to be even more fucked up. But I'm not going to lose this this mouth or this spirit. It's just going to, no, fuck it. Well, they make pills for the parts of your body that don't work anymore, Tommy. Yeah. You're good to go. I didn't say that was going to be one of the parts. That didn't work. <laughs> well, you didn't specify. I just kind of had to go there. <laughs> it's just going to be running around, jerking off and yelling angry rants. <laughs> just running around, masturbating and yelling angry rants. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking tyrants! <laughs> Get off my lawn! <laughs> wow, did this show take a turn again? <laughs> After dark. <laughs> rucksack after dark. <laughs> Hashtag rucksack. <laughs> wow. All right, I'm seeing things. <laughs> That's 
the lights flash back on real fast there. All right. That's good. Hey, <laughs> thanks for tuning in and watching us tonight. Make a, <laughs> a couple bunch of idiots out of each other. <laughs> out of ourselves. Hopefully, uh, you did take something away from the show, uh, particularly the Timothy McVeigh example as it relates to uh, the uh, kaleidoscope guy that's on, on trial now. You've got to be loud and vocal in the faces of those that do have louder voices and more reach so that uh, these messages get out there, this information gets out there. Again, I go back to those cigar reports. There is nothing, or cigar. I don't know how it's, it's an acronym. Fuck it. You know what I'm talking about. But, you know, those, there's so much information in there. The media could have a, there aren't enough hard dicks for Don Lemon to be in, in that treasure trove of information. Uh, just put it that way. It's, it is so, it's just a gold mine of stuff, folks. Please take some time to look into that. Share it. Take a document. Split it up with people you know. Do something. Just, man, there's so much information, and it's just, we can't, there's no way one person can possibly take it all in. But if hundreds and thousands and hundreds of thousands and millions of people are taking it in, sooner or later you're going to purge from it what's really unnecessary and not important and cultivate the things that are really important. So it's so important that we do that and we teach each other how to do that if we don't know. If I pass information on to somebody, I often ask them, if you, if you don't get it or there's something about it you don't understand or or I'll follow up with questions to try to gauge how well maybe they understood it. It's not a trap. It's just me trying to understand maybe I didn't communicate this well enough. I don't know. But we got to help each other learn how to think this way and how to pick this information apart. I mean, there's so much stuff there. We've, we have been royally taken advantage of in the last 20 years. And it's going to continue to happen on a much larger scale if we don't stop it. Hey, if you enjoyed today's show, uh, we'd be very grateful if you'd take a minute and share it with others. You can find us on uh, Parlor. My handle there is at the Tommy C Show. Phil is at the Phil Davis. Let's check out the show's website. They've got a website up now, rucksackradio.com. Uh, you can link to it from the Tommy C Show as well. Uh, but and thank to every, uh, thank you to everyone who continues to show their support for the show and all of the ways you do. Uh, through sharing it, through merchandise in the Truth Verified store, uh, through donations to the show. We, we are very, very grateful for you, and especially for your time and for your patriotism. And thanks for hanging out with us and bearing with our laughs and um, <laughs> never filtered, and, and, and for putting up with uh, my friend Pumpkin Spice over there. <laughs> Stale beer. Stale beer. <laughs> Friends, there's no substitute for educated and passionate patriots who value our sacred principles of liberty and who take action to preserve them. We are honored to share your company. Have a good night. Good night.